Bosley, you, your ass stinks. <laughs> Liza, you get to sleep with that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage. Tonight in the garage, we have me. This is Liza. And next up, we have Douglas. I'm back. Adrian. Hello. Megan. Hi. This is Nock. This is Nock. (laughs) And Alon. Hello. Who is born in Israel. That's right. That is so cool. (laughs) You think? cool isn't okay. it Liza, it, there uh, people are born in different parts of the world it's it's fascinating no, the stork, isn't it the stork brings them <laughs> over man i'm not talking eh, I don't know. the stork comes by and drops them off well technically to Lucas, that, yeah. that now qualifies you to be a legitimate misfit you were a little too normal before really now we know <laughs> I just don't wear my misfit on my sleeve. <laughs> it's your inner the misfit. The like flag your... is tucked away in my back pocket. <laughs> sort of like your it's inner muppet. Your pants. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> no, I thought that was cool. So let's get right to what we did today. Um, what did we do today? Uh, I'm looking at a trophy right now. Yeah, Douglas did some welding. Mm-hmm. What what event did he do this for? Yeah, what, what what prompted you to weld a bunch of miscellaneous parts together? This is for the tin butt. That's right. The tin butt two, the tin buck two hundred. <laughs> He's building some trophies out of old parts we have sitting around. It's really cool. Because we have none of those kicking around. I know. I love it. You know what? I think we might just need to make extras. I can do that. I figured out the welder today. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of welding is, is a MIG welder? That's MIG welder. Yeah, wire feed. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I like how the shop like dims. The whole shop dims. Well, the whole shop is run off of one extension cord. I don't even know if it's grounded. (laughs) That's some crazy mad science. So when you turn the thing all the way up, all the freaking lights dim and the fan. I can hear the fan go down and everything. It's it's so recycled because the lights dim. It smells like burning hell in here, and you're like right next to the solvent bin full of old ass gasoline. There's sparks and berries flying everywhere. Yeah, you're doing grinding on it, and yeah. yeah. It's all right. If you keep it closed, whoops, uh, then the no oxygen can get in there, and you could basically Premeditate. It's all squared the, away, man. The torch to that thing, and it won't go because there's okay, no oxygen try. in there. I'll tell you what I did today because it's slightly embarrassing after the fact. That should um, be good. So uh, the XR350, I put the new bars on that were thicker. Mm-hmm. So then the bar guards that I had, the clamps didn't fit. Wait, what are they called? Bar guards. Bar guards. <laughs> Just talk like a fire day was yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I realized that the clamps that were for the 7 8 bars are not going to fit the oversized bars, so I yeah. need a new clamps for the bar. Are these bars. like uh, the Renthal, the fat bars, or what? Uh, they're, yeah, they're fat. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Okay. So I went back to Cycle Gear, and they didn't have just the clamps. I had to buy a whole other set of bar guards. Um, just to get the clamp. <laughs> but fortunately, even though they just went off sale, they sold it to me at the sale price. It was 20 bucks. Oh, cool. So I was like, ah, it's that all good. Nice. Yeah. So I pulled out the XL350 and I just swapped out the 
clamps for the bar guards and all was good mm-hmm. and then in the process i was pulling out the xr280 and i noticed that the bar guards on that were kind of loose and floppy and i remembered that i had oversized clamps on that for seven eight bars and i had used uh coke cans and, du- and duct tape to <laughs> pad it up i thought oh well here now i have an extra set of the seven eight clamps for the bar guard so i'll swap that out then i realized after the fact i never needed another set i no. could have just swapped them it was wah, wah. Yeah. and knowing is half the battle yeah yeah that poor xr <laughs> <laughs> and uh alon you did some work today what'd you do <laughs> yeah tell them what what your bike does what my bike doesn't what it was, do. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't successfully operate any of the four indicators. When you turn the turn signal on, what happens? Either nothing, or uh, it'll blow the main fuse, the fifteen amp fuse, or, your, or it'll flash your, my tail light or flash my <laughs> headlight. But it won't flash. It just it'll do anything but flash a turn signal. Sometimes I can get one of the turn signals to turn solid amber, but. Mm. Certainly not flash. Hmm. You know, I didn't quite have this problem before I replaced the headlight. And I'm pretty sure I wired up the new headlight the same way as the old one. But maybe I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, But the turn signals are on a different circuit than that, than that. So I'm still mystified. I'm still wondering why the colors of wire that are supposed to be available in the front aren't like yes. i should have two greens yeah. and a sky blue and an orange but i don't have two greens which is a honda typical no yeah, i'm at the point well, where it I doesn't matter actually... that you have one because you can put a splitter on it and turn it in a two the oh. dark green's all the same yeah yeah i don't your, know your grass you would yeah. probably disapprove if i went and shelled out two hundred dollars for a whole new wire oh. No, if you're gonna shell out that money, you bring it to a mechanic and have them do it. That is I would the just build my way. own damn wiring harness. Yeah, so don't, are so I just, just want to figure out where the problem is. And <laughs> yeah, get yeah. To to fix it. T- pay someone for two hours of labor just to figure it out for you, and then have them tell you. Also, I keep killing my battery, even though even though I'm trickle charging it while I'm working on all of this. So I have to take long pauses and let it charge up again before I can keep playing with the lights. So meanwhile, during a break this afternoon, I decided to finally put on my new rectifier regulator combo unit. And as I was trying to remove the old rectifier, uh, I I asked Doug like, hey, how come I'm having such a hard time pulling these wires off? So he peeled back the insulation (laughs) a little more and we discovered that somebody had riveted them on. Yeah, I never (laughs) saw that before, yeah. So now I'm gonna have to like, Wait. Cut or angle grind off the rivets so that I can actually remove this old hunk of junk and replace it with. Yeah, a, a did new they rectifier. rivet through the wires? Y- no, it's oh. the through the blade connectors. The blade connectors got a big hole in it with a rivet. Rivet. Right the there. wiring harness wires are riveted to the rectifier that is, box. That is actually kind of bizarre. Yeah. So that, that is, that's not OEM. They normally just plug in there, unless it's that old. Right. Do the I old ones know. do that? I don't, I don't know. Still not my biggest problem on yeah. the bike, but I figured I may as well like make some kind of headway while I'm yeah. waiting for the well, battery I mean, to you, charge. You have a short that, somewhere that that's pulling all your current out, and that's why your battery's going down. Yeah. So probably good that you're doing the R and R and the other things because eventually you will hit that. The what? God, you guys. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think it's funny. Adrian, what'd you do today? Um, I finished soldering together the wiring harness for my um, rear light because I couldn't use a oh, an aftermarket one because of this the whole. This is on your Husky. Yeah, this is on the Husky because of the whole control circuit versus the um, power on for the ground or for the um, running lights and brake lights. So that's all sorted so I can use the original one. And then we started fitting the plastics for the new rear section. Yes, I'm excited about this. The That makes one of us. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. No, I think we've got a grasp the, of how to fit all the puzzle pieces of the things that were torn off that no longer have a mounting point, things yes. that have a mounting point but are in the way of the potential mounting point for the things that don't have a mounting point. Yeah, we have a game plan, which is good. We have a game plan. Yeah. We can build it bigger, better, stronger. Yep. Yeah. Um, the Using the... Br- or yeah, putting in a bracket... <laughs> Putting the bracket in to support it so it doesn't flex as much for the next time is good. And yeah, we have a game plan. I'm just fortunately Doug now has figured out the welder. This is true. And will be useful yep. for the fabrication. I will now be useful. <laughs> you kind weren't of. before, definitely. I know. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. <laughs> you are, honey. It's okay. We had a couple new people show up today. Yeah, we had Zach who showed up, um, who got directed here from Andrew, and within like five minutes of walking in, he's off to buy a bike from me. Yeah, I sold a bike, but not one of mine. Maybe. Maybe. We (laughs) still haven't heard. Yeah. I heard him talking on the phone. He seems flexible enough on price that I think Mason will get a good deal. So. Mm -hmm. And he does have a California, or not California, Canadian, the other CA, um, endorsement. Yeah, yeah, I heard him say something about that. Too. So hopefully he doesn't test ride it on the wrong side of the road or something like that. Wait, they're right. No, they, Canadians. No, like Canadians do the. I've right never hands. been to Canada. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> I was you'd say Canada. Oh they they stand on the wrong side of the world up there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so there goes yeah. our Canadian listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one Sorry. of them. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I have a theory he about nice. Canada. I don't know what you're talking about, eh? <laughs> oh, there goes the other one. <laughs> I believe we all have a doppelganger up there, and they're all just our clones for harvesting or- organs that are just it's, stored up got, there. they like, the eggheads, like, that, in that would be a thought, <laughs> like, the, the movie The Island, right? <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. So you're saying there are 330 million Why else Canadians do they look and sound like us? They don't. They don't. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> Some of them speak French, apparently. They all have beady eyes it's and floppy even, heads. Like, French, French. Yeah, it's okay. a French-Canadian. I don't know. We're so ignorant. So we're so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I, I was born this way. Yeah. America! <laughs> Sorry, I'm uh, sorry. Um, who else? the other listener. Who else yeah. uh, was here? What's his name? Andrew. Yeah, uh, Andrew came no. and visited. Don. Ton. 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 Came by. He, pa- he painted his something. What did he do? He painted stuff. He painted his header and exhaust. Yeah. He okay. was putting matte high temp. That was, he ripped that stuff off fast. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he actually got something done today. I know. Somebody actually got He's the only today. one. That's right. Yeah. And then. Good for him. What was the. G- guy's name on no. the SV that I I directed him here oh, from We All Ride. It dude. starts with a D. Oh, shit. Derek? No. No. Dirk Diggler? Darren. No. Something like Wendell, but it's not Wendell. It's a... It, it's not Wendell at all. It starts with a D. Dendle? I know, but it's a, it's a name that's not that common. It's not that common, but we know. Desmond. Desmond? Desmond. Yes, Desmond. Desmond. That's right. I was like, yeah. what is his name? And I remember thinking, okay, that guy from Lost. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That Scottish guy, Desmond, who liked to sail. 
Yeah. <laughs> so Desmond was here. With his SV650 with a couple dangly bits that we should address. Okay. I want to bring this up because. That's an awesome name, Desmond. Um, Desmond had a switch hanging off of his left handlebar uh, right below the like high low beam. Mm-hmm. It was just a little toggle switch that was hanging a few inches below. I said, clutch so what's up? Switch? What's up with that? And he says, well, my clutch switch went bad. So um, I have I, I put a switch back in. So it's a toggle switch. I said, well, why don't you just wire it back together, tape it, call it good. You don't have to have this dangling switch. He said, well, here's the problem. Whenever I'm going downhill, um, my bike would die. And somebody said that's because the clutch switch, the map on the bike um, changes the fueling and it'll cause it to be rich if it thinks that the clutch is in all the time so, or, or out something like that a coast and richer sort of thing and i'm like ooh, i don't know i called andrew over i'm like andrew have you ever heard of this is this possible or is this just two things happening at the same time and he's attributing one to the other andrew's never heard of that um for somebody with an sv maybe you can tell us if that's true i don't know I mean, I've heard of like. So he has to turn the switch back and forth as he's riding. That sounds really weird. That sounds weird. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are coast enrichers so that when right. you back off idle, it does richen it up a little bit. Okay. Um, but it's not a switch. Nothing right? to do with switch. the angle it, it, of the It's actually either. that it's all controlled by the carb in no. the ECU. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's so nothing, it doesn't matter if the clutch is in or out. Yeah. It's not related to the clutch in and it's out. It's going to be it's something stupid thing. like what happened, Doug, every time you stood up on the DRZ. <laughs> it's going to be something yeah. stupid like that. You <laughs> were hitting it, the uh, kickstand switch or something. Um, does that bike have a tilt uh, indicator or tilt switch? Tilt, uh, you know, yeah, it's probably a, a tilt in it, um, yeah. but that would be that a engine cut off. Not that would. I, I don't know. I don't know. If I didn't anybody wanna... knows what this yeah. is, yeah. please email us at recyclemotorcyclegarage at gmail dot com, and, th- and we will read it next week. Yeah, from our vague description of a dangly switch and a <laughs> yeah, what's it for? Well, <laughs> again, on our bikes, when it has a clutch switch, I just wire it together just to bypass the switch. He feels the need that he has to be able to turn it off or on depending on how the bike is riding so yeah answer us that so next up we're going to go to some listener emails and we had a really cool email that came from henry and he's actually on the phone here with us while we read it say hi henry hello hello everybody so hello hey Knock, you're going to... I'm illiterate. I can't read. <laughs> Why don't you read uh, Henry's email, and uh, we'll answer his question. All right. Hello there, Misfits gang. I'm Henry, 24, from Los Angeles. Let me say that I really enjoy listening to you guys, to you guys while I wrench at work, and you guys constantly remind me of why I love to ride. I'm happy that a crazy group of misfits such as yourselves have found each other. I am writing you because I need some advice, and, I, and I'm convinced that you can help... You can. Only you can offer. Ooh, only we can help. Only Mm. we can help. Okay. Well, okay, I'm a mechanic. been riding for about seven years. I fix my own stuff, just like every rider should. However, I have buddies that ride often and often rely on me to fix their stuff. In the past, I'll admit that I welcome this behavior and may may have created a dependence, but now I want to discontinue this, and I would love to create the type of environment that you have. I don't want to fix anyone's crap other than my own, but I don't want to seem like I'm telling my buds to fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I I want to offer my house to anybody that want to come over with beer and wrench on their own bikes. How can I turn the situation around without seeming like I'm blowing people off? 
All right. Number one, Henry, is you are going to make all of your friends listen to this podcast. We don't even need to go any further. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great number one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, okay. You can do this. Uh, so I just want to establish. So you've been doing the work for your friends, just just because oh, you're yeah, nice. Like, like I mentioned, uh, I'm a mechanic by trade, not a motorcycle mechanic. Uh, pretty much just an auto mechanic, but we try and fix everything because you know we're too cheap to pay for a mechanic. So yeah, I have a couple of friends that started writing, and uh, from time to time they need stuff done. So I was really glad, almost almost eager to fix your crap. But, uh, you know, I don't really, I'm not too eager anymore. <laughs> it's well, kind of accustomed to me fixing all your crap. Well, there's, you're definitely going to have to put your foot down, and there's two ways it can go. Um, our friend Rich, he was that, that guy who did help, you know, did work on his friend's bikes, and um, he decided to start working on bikes for a profession, and he had to turn around all his friends he'd been helping and say, hey, guys, Here's my shop rates. I got to start charging now. But he made it very clear, you know, here's what he charges. This is what he'll do. And, uh, you know, he had to just put his foot down and be very clear. Um, here at the garage, I go the other route. <laughs> I, I don't charge anything. <laughs> but I say, I'm, I'm not going to do it for you. Uh, you know, I'll let you learn. Yeah, that brings us to the, um, the question of, do your friends want to do the work themselves um are they just because i mean you can with liza's approach the like okay yeah i'll teach you how to do it but if the people your friends don't want to do the work and they're just looking for a cheap out just you know providing them the shop and the tools and the expertise isn't going to do it they actually would just need somebody to turn the wrench for them however um so what i would recommend is find one or two friends who are willing to learn and use them as a seed as a starter and they'll help you culture shift the area. Yeah, make them feel like a pussy for not fixing their own bikes. <laughs> that too. Seriously, it's... But yeah, I, I'd find the one or two friends who do want to learn a little bit. And next time you throw a wrenching party of having everybody over there, have them as, you know, ringers, basically, to do the work and ask you questions. Um, so everybody else around them will understand, oh, okay, he's not doing it for us anymore. We're now learning from him. My question for you is, are your friends idiots with tools, or, or are they capable? You know, I, I don't know yet. <laughs> That's the problem, I think, is that they've never taken the chance. Most of us get acquainted with tools when we're young, and we just you know, start fiddling with shit. But I think they, they grew up in different, different ways, where you know they just pay somebody else to do it. Right. Well, do you like doing this for everyone? Do you like being that guy? No. Not anymore. Not anymore. It sounds like. Not anymore. And what kind of bikes are all your friends riding? <laughs> um, <laughs> one of them has a bolt, the Yamaha bolt. Oh, cool! I like the bolt. That's pretty cool. I like that one. So basically, all you're doing is is uh, bolting on parts, right? What's that? All you're doing is putting uh, on accessories. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other one just bought some old bolt head. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I just got this awesome, awesome bike, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Let me, let me see a picture. And then he sends me this picture of, like, this 70s moped. <laughs> <laughs> like, now, you're not allowed to call it a bike. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, the what I, one of the things I have here is I have just some clear rules that, you know, 
are my rules that people have to follow. Um, they're pretty simple rules. Most of them don't refer to anything working on bikes, but one of the things we, we say here is, you know, look, um, we're not here to give you the fish, you know, but we'll teach you how to fish and just uh, pull up a chair and hand people the tools and sit back and watch and let them do it. As long that as you're great. I, I like the one about fish because <laughs> I love. <it>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, put your foot down. Have them listen to this podcast, and if you are interested in turning your shop into the recycle uh, garage, where what city are you in? I'm in Los Angeles. Cool. If uh, you want to be recycle, time difference here. Right, right now it's uh, three a.m. over here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah if you want to start your own recycle shop I'd be willing to help you turn it into that and uh, give you some of the rules and and lessons learned here and uh, if you're willing to open it up to people to come work on their bikes but um, that was one of the things that was said is uh, have a couple people who agree to it and set the precedent that you're not going to do the work anymore, but you're going to help them and, and, you know, let people learn. Sometimes you have to let them learn by mistake, too, and strip a couple screws, uh, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's the best way to learn. But I think it's cool that you're helping your friends. Times, right? Yeah. They'll, they'll resist you at first, and they'll get lazy about it. But eventually, uh, they'll start taking to it and start getting a little bit of pride in the, in the ability to wrench and fix shit in general, you know? So... Yeah, you're the enabler here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest part of the problem is, is stop being the enabler. So instead, I like that, you know, just pull the chair and have a beer and hand them the tools and let them figure it out. Yeah, that's... To offer all my resources, you know, anything I have, they, they can use, except, you know, I don't want to do it. Yeah, that's the first thing I put out in the morning when I set up the shop is I put out the chairs. They're there so you can get comfortable and, you know, everyone can be doing their thing and you pull a chair over, but you got to remember, you got to let them do it. Yeah, and it's going to be hard at first um, because you... Yeah, sure. Um, It's going to be hard at first because you know how to do things better than them. So really resist the urge to do the, okay, you should do this, this, and this. And when they start to fumble a little bit, resist the urge to jump in and help. Um, that's going to be it's something I've learned in professionally and a couple other things is the letting people do a slightly suboptimal job so that they can learn. You know, and the other tip I have for you is one of the things we've established here at the garage is once somebody teaches you how to do something like clean carbs, then the next person who comes in the shop who needs their carbs cleaned, that person shows them how to do it. And it's kind of a trickle down effect. Once you've been taught how yeah, to do it. Yeah, then you ask right. them to teach the next person. But you should always right. hear it at least. Yeah, I'm, I'm writing all this stuff down. <laughs> yeah, question, how's, how's the planning on the 10 butt 200 going? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's getting planned. Yeah. There's planning involved. Further, I, I want to mention that, that you, you, know, you guys are great, and, and I don't know how I stumbled about your podcast, but I'm, I'm glad I did. This when I started. And I'm losing the passion of riding a motorcycle. You know, you guys sparked it right up again. All right. All right, man. That's, That's what we like to hear. I just started losing it. I just listened to you guys, and it's just it's back, man. Nice. Awesome. That's rad. Don't we did, we did something cool. That's all right. Thank you. We appreciate that. 
All right, cool, Henry. We're gonna let you go. I appreciate your email, and I'll keep. Um, All right, and uh, yeah, please e- email me somewhere. I have some old parts I want to throw in your bucket, bucket, just in case there's any uh, mirrors and shit like that. You know. Oh yeah, cool. Hey, and uh, before well, I let I you go, yeah, definitely. Before I let you go, uh, I got a question for you. Sure. What's your up the butt bike? <laughs> My up the butt bike. Oh man. Um, you know Jay Leno's Y2K? Oh. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Y2K. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, we were actually, we were talking about that today. Um, and the bumper <laughs> melting incident. Nice. Good one. Other than that, I, there's nothing else I'd take it up the butt for. You're going to have to take me to dinner. And- <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Henry. They can just take me down the street. At least to the taco truck. I'm sure I'll listen to this later and think, is that what my voice sounds like? Yeah. <laughs> you get over that pretty quickly. All right, guys. You guys keep doing what you guys do. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks Henry. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. So, um... Can I just say something real quick? Yeah. This is alone. So, Los Angeles is a a cultural, um, like... Wasteland? Mill. No, I mean it... (laughs) Sorry. Wasteland. No, by by some accounts, yes. But, like, it's a pop culture mill. It it influences the entire world. You know, Hollywood, Universal Studios, etc. I think it's really cool that a small group of people in little Santa Cruz, California, can have a reach and an impact on people in Los Angeles. This yeah. is like pop yeah. culture flowing the other way. Look at our influence. That's, that's Welcome to the internet, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Douglas, you have a knock. You have, we have a, a ride, ride report. Ride report. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yesterday, Saturday, the, what, the 20th? Um, Something like that. That was San Francisco uh, Vampires MC's annual pirate ride. Pirate. In ride. honor of uh, Talk Like a Pirate Day. So... Knock and I uh, loaded up the supermotos in much ridicule. In much ridicule <laughs> from the guy that drives his fucking truck to the meeting. So I don't want to get into that. <laughs> yeah, um, let's put much deserved ridicule. <laughs> so anyway, uh, we got up there and uh, we did a little bit of the city to get to the freeway, which was like 20 minutes yeah, of we were freeway. Just basically getting to the bridge. And we were just winding it out for like 20 miles and it was not good on the bikes that we were on. Yeah. Uh, and then when we got to the riding section, um, there was some kind of marathon or bike, bike like athlon. Yeah. There was hundreds of bicyclists and then the, like the cars that watch over them and then there's normal cars and then blah, 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 and then yeah. so we got we're, we're going really slow and and I was running like worried about running out of gas because we didn't stop to take any breaks or anything um and then I had to pee really bad and then Texas catheter and then my I threw, I threw a chain so at, at the furthest point at of the, the furthest ride, point of the ride so five miles away from no the service or anything yeah. so uh, it was really good to see my friends up there, but um, I'm going to s- try and stay pot- positive on the ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it was very beautiful. It is nice. It was, it was nice. very nice. And I could nice. tell, like, in, in perfect conditions, that I, that I definitely want to try that road again. Yeah. But it was just... Uh, Where did we go? We went to Point Reyes. Right. Through, Point uh, Reyes. Yeah, uh, Lucas Valley Road up uh, just past Marin there in Marin County area. So luckily, we had the truck. 
Yeah. And uh, Knock went back into town, and uh, three and a half hours later, I got the truck back. Yeah. To pick me up, I was on the side of the road. Traffic is brutal, especially if you're. San yeah. Francisco traffic is kind of shitty. Kind of. So, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Very and then shitty. Taking a known F one fifty through it. Yeah. I yeah. was. Uh, I. That was literally the first time I had been in a car in a, in six months. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is why. Why am I turning like this? Why is what? And the brakes are kind of. Why is the, the leaning not working? Well, yeah. Why am I not leaning the way I want to? And all this business. So that was. Yeah, that's what we did yesterday. Yeah, but it was. You know, it was. It's fun. It was fun to get out of the city, and we had a consolation dinner afterwards, and it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Bought an overpriced hamburger. But yeah, it was good. It was good though. Yeah. Uh, which hamburger place you hit? Uh, bottle brick, and brick and, and bottle. barrel. Brick and bottle. Yeah. Brick and bottle. Oh, okay. and, uh, yeah. So I'm surprised they let us in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One like, of those hamburger joints. It was yeah. like it was a fancy twenty-five dollar plate yeah. dinners and stuff, and they had I'm valet looking for the outside. cheapest shit there. Yeah, we're like, oh, we can split aside for fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> it was good though. And then if you can give a quick report of last weekend. What you did? Oh yeah. oh yeah, we went. Uh, yeah, dirty dirt bags. Um, that's why Adrian and I weren't here. Yep. It was a uh, dirty dirt bags getting dirty in the dirt up at Forest Hill. Yep. Otherwise known as the Forest Moon. Forest Moon of Indoor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really look like that? Is it does, it, dude. It is awesome up there. Yeah, redwoods, nice. pine forests. It's got. Um, in this case, it was a really dusty red clay. Oh wow. Um, any little bit of moisture and it turns like into this clumpy stuff. You just can't get off your bike yeah. or you slide around. Um, right now, it's just silt bed, so you'd be going along, going about, and then poof, you just disappear. Yeah. Mm. Oh, It'd yeah, be like okay. six inches of silt with a rut underneath it, and you like, don't know what to do. Oh, so geez. you just try to uh, lean dangerous. back, hit the throttle, and let the front end lift up a little bit so it yeah. doesn't grab anything weird. Mm-hmm. But it was amazing riding. Uh, we did like two days of riding um, and hey, camping. Had a, and had a bunch of the Z2 folks came out. Yeah, there so, was like probably like twenty bikes there. Yeah, we did a at least at least, and the morning group ride was eleven riders. Yeah, wow. Which yeah, if you consider a, a big group turnout. ride of eleven riders in the dirt, that was That's a lot of dust. Yeah, yes, and it went okay. You know, we didn't lose anybody. Nobody crashed really. Um, I heard there were broken bones. Oh yeah, I said on that ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Overall, the weekend. Um, Actually, it still wasn't too bad. There was just Matt who broke his uh, knuckle. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, what, Jason fouled the plug, and that was like the only mechanical problem that anybody had. Yeah. Antonio didn't run out of gas. Antonio did not run out of gas. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, apparently, you can just walk off and shoot guns there, too. <gasps> yep. And I just brought my equipment and just never did. I don't know. Yeah, it's one of the things we found that if you plan to go to some of the areas that do both, you can you should do one day riding, one day shooting. You shouldn't try and mix the shooting riding thing. Yeah. Time like people like get in the riding moods, all geared up, sweaty, and then they come back, relax, and they just don't want to shoot. So yeah. you should do like day of shooting, day of riding. That's that's good advice. Where is this again? Forest uh, Hill. It's up by Tahoe. Yeah, it's Tahoe National Forest. Um just like a little bit north of three Forest and a half Hill, hours, the city. Alon, when are you gonna come out dirt biking with us? <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm riding. <laughs> you, have, you have a fair point. <laughs> what am I going to ride? We'll, we'll find one for you. We got some yeah. over here yeah. for you. In fact, it'd probably be better that you ride dirt first. Yeah. Before you got that gives you a good preparation for getting back on the street. Yep. Cereals. You so, just, yeah. The look on your face just changed. You're so skeptical. Like, whoa. Define back on the street. I have maybe um, 
30 miles, no less, like 25 miles of street riding. All right. So then you have no bad habits to unbreak. Yes, you're actually at an advantage at this there point. There will be no unlearning what you have learned. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, I did great in the MSF course um, five years ago and then proceeded to crash a friend's bike my very first ride out on the street Ooh, i borrowed oh. a friend's uh, suzuki gs 500 uh and yeah. no, it, was a, it was a low speed crash i was yeah, fine I the bike, bike had a few hundred dollars worth of damage i paid to fix it all was well we're still friends yeah um, and you got back on the motorcycle to ride and that's and i rode cool. it home with like twisted handlebars and yeah, that's yeah cool, it happens. um so you know it didn't scare me off or anything i just um bought a bike two years ago and i'm still not riding it so yeah i'm totally down a dirt bike okay we'll take you out there yeah Yeah, for sure we'll be doing day events in october a day event in november and the next big camping is going to be december i want to get out there before then oh yeah this is just what we're gonna do for day events okay so yeah yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get out well, there. Where do you go? Hollister? But, yeah, Hollister. Mm-hmm. This yeah, Hollister, is, Metcalf. I think there's one more weekend before, uh, uh, before Red, Sticker Red Sticker starts October up October 1st. Yes. Yeah, so one more weekend. Um, and for the people outside of California who don't know the Red Sticker, Green Sticker, um, Red Stickers can only ride part of the year due to carbon emissions and a lot of politics. So like so June to September, June to October, it's pretty much barren out there. It's all Green Stickers. Those are the bikes that can ride year-round because the, they have better emissions. Uh, or and are older, so the red stickers are the race bikes and stuff like that. That are yeah, race bikes, MX bikes. burn more gas. Yeah, two strokes, and there's politics. Um, basically, do a search for red sticker, green sticker if you wanted to waste a couple hours of your life. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not really interesting, but it's nice when you're a green sticker between June and October because there's nobody at the at the the hills. So yeah. Um, that is one thing that's um, about Forest Hill versus the other that was kind of interesting is all the trails are two way there. Yeah, which definitely danger factor. Someone who's used to riding in Hollister all the time, it's one more thing to think about. Yep. And uh, a couple times I was surprised. Yeah, because we actually did um, hit some other people, or not literally hit some. We did run into some other people there. Actually, I did get bounced off of. So. Oh, and uh, uh, Billy scared a bear up a tree. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we came up. We came up on a pair. We uh, saw a bear, <laughs> and Billy. Before we got, Run before we caught up to Billy, Billy, he scared it up the tree, and it wasn't uh, wasn't a baby, but it wasn't wasn't full grown either. It's kind of juvenile, yeah. but um, yeah, we well kind of took off after that. So every single time we've gone to Forest Hill, we've had bear encounters. Mm. A rut row. Was it, so it was a, a lot it was of a juvenile bear. You said. It was. I, didn't I wouldn't see surprise it. me if the juvenile that was the cub two years ago we scared the first time. Yeah. I know that sound. Get up the, up the tree. You know when we were at Hollister, I saw a chupacabra. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you sure it wasn't just a, like, mangy goat? I don't know what it was. Remember, I was on the road by myself trying to catch up with everyone. I was on the main road. Of course road, you were by yourself. And this thing darted out from a fence and ran alongside me and then across my bow. I don't know what it was. It was like... Probably a raccoon. It was like a fox. Or a marmot. Na- it naturally, was, it was like a fox. It's a chupacabra. I don't know. Okay. I, it's a goat so I don't know. It's a goat Fox with mange? <laughs> Maybe. Or isn't that what a chupacabra is? Yeah, it's a goat. No, sucker. a chupacabra is chupacabra is a blood sucking goat. No, it's a uh, no. it's it's no, it's goats that kills goats. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's a, a if you know the creature. answer to this, email us. <laughs> <laughs> if Tom Holder, if you're listening out there, and Scully. 
If you're still listening to this podcast, email us. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to touch on something a little more. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bit of a bummer, actually. So um, A lot of a bummer. <laughs> we have a new guy who's been coming to the garage a couple times, and he was here last week, David, on his Rebel 250, mm-hmm. and he brought beers and everything, and he was cool. I've, I've known him for like five, six years at least from, from Dart League and everything. And he had uh, messaged me earlier this week that he has an old two-stroke dirt bike. He wanted to pull out of storage and bring it down and start tearing it apart. And I reluctantly said, well, okay, since we got room, since the mini bikes are gone. But um, so uh, Friday, Douglas, you want to say what happened to him? On Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yeah, on Talk Like a Pirate Day. So I wake up in the morning and I I check the Facebook and uh, there's a posting there. Um, that his mom posted that he got in a motorcycle accident and is in Stanford in uh, in operation. So basically, he was going up Highway Nine towards Felton, and uh, a truck had pulled out in front of him to turn in front of him to go the other direction. Yeah, he was northbound. They were turning on to southbound in about a thirty-five mile an hour zone. So the truck had stopped in his lane, and then. As soon as uh, David swerved left to go around him, he started to go again. So David, on his right side, hit the right side of the truck and then careened into... He flew off the bike and careened into the guardrail. So uh, his right leg got completely mangled and they had to amputate uh, below the knee. So we went and saw him today in the the hospital. We saw pictures of the leg before, after... Uh, uh, it was pretty gnarly. Yep, and you yeah. didn't have a steak or um, Philly cheesesteak dinner. No. No. Ugh. Yeah, too soon. Sorry. <laughs> so fortunately, he didn't have any head injury no. or uh, other injuries. Him. We asked him. His He said his helmet, helmet was... didn't get touched. He, did, yeah. he never went unconscious, which is really good. Um, the jacket was only messed up because the medics tore it off him. But just the legs, all the legs... He said he so took... He broke his femur. He broke his yeah. femur in three places, and he said that he has a rod that they had surgery, and they put a rod um, to hold his femur the together. A titanium rod to hold the femur, yeah. Um, and that will probably stay in there. Um, mm-hmm. That doesn't get removed. Uh, and then they that was the same leg that they ended up amputating lower. Um, but he said he took like 99% of all damage on his calf, his right calf. So... Um, in the pictures, I mean, you could—it was down to the bone. You could see everything there was in there, bits and pieces of everything everywhere. Yeah, um, it was pretty gory. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, yeah. But he is—he uh, is awake and he's pretty high on. <laughs> he's pretty <laughs> on high on painkillers, and he's got a good support system. His family mm-hmm. is there, and you know, I, I didn't expect that many people to be there. But mm-hmm. there was like five, six people just hovering around in the room, like kind of talking to him and everything. And he's awake, and he's—you know—he's—he he's, seems to be in good spirits. And um, I, I didn't realize what kind of toll. I know this seems selfish, but I didn't realize what kind of toll this was taking on me, having my friend in the hospital until um later on in the day as i was going to go see him i was like wow this is really what's freaking bothering me today and uh after we left you you got back in the car and you were like i feel so much better yeah being able to talk to him and see him and see see the how positive he was and you know laughy and jokey and and just kind of kind of come to peace with it i think um it it helped me a lot actually just seeing him 
and talking to him. So I'm glad for that. I'm grateful for that, that I'll, I'll be able to see my friend again, you know, mm-hmm. so when, that it wasn't worse. When things like this happen, it's my nature to go visit the crash site and see if I can figure out how, how did this happen and how can we communally learn from this? And, um, and just happened to run into Adrian I, there too. Because yep. um, I had just gone through and seen, done pretty much the same thing. Like, I, don't, I need to see the crash site. So I went through and then I had to be going south again. It's like, wait a second, that's a recycled sweatshirt on a small little bike that I recognize the engine from. And somebody who was wearing no gear was going up to the crash site. Yeah. <laughs> I had a helmet and boots on. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we sat out and we actually ran into his half brother yeah his brother half brother yeah chris chris so yeah we went through and we're reconstructing what had happened by what we could find there and the marks in the pavement so i guess the after he got hit the the driver of the truck got out the first thing he says was why didn't you swerve left instead of right no he swerved left why did you swerve left? yeah why did you swerve left instead of right was what the guy said oh yeah that's one of these like okay you have a car before we can get into the like how to not get into that situation in the first place um we were discussing it earlier actually because um alfonso had some questions like okay what do you do in that situation it's like if they're pulling out in front of you you know what do you do do you dive left or right and it's sometimes you have to make that hair splits decision is like okay if they are pulling out and they panic if they panic and hit the brakes they're not moving out of that lane so it's safe to jump left but if they hit the gas to clear the lane faster you you best swerve right to go behind them i'd like to point out that even though we haven't talked about it and will someday um when our friend teddy crashed same Mm. Situation happened, and he swerved right around the back side of the car. He cleared the back side of the car. He cleared the car, but he hit the curb. Yes, because he didn't have enough roadway. At least, if you go left, you have more roadway. But then you're also going into oncoming traffic. Yeah, and he and you know what David said. Doug brought that up when we were in the hospital, and David said, and it would have been worse if there had been a car. Yeah, he would have. He would have gotten trained into a, yeah. a, a car thing like coming so, 40 miles an hour my right? thought too on that is that yeah someone can panic and hit the brakes i'd rather swerve right because someone's more likely to hit the gas than go into reverse and reverse back like that would that's my yeah. thought sure. with you guys but, talking like about if they're that. out in the lane enough that you can get behind them yes yeah and yeah it's the you look for the front diving because if they hit the, the front dives they've hit the brakes yeah, yeah. this, this all happens in like it a all happens fast half, but thinking about it it's like if i had a choice i would go to the right because they're more likely to either stop and stay where they are or gas it and go to the left than yeah. put the brake uh, the reverse no. on so if go. you're gonna go left go Ooh. far left yeah, off like, the road. Um, aim for the past the white line, the breakdown lane. Yeah, if there's anything such like, but like, don't just do it like oh, middle or left or left hand side of the left. Go as far as you can. Yeah. Um, I, I want to worry about control. I want to bring something up because um, if we look at um, like Mason's well, accident, different people's accidents, somebody pulls out, and I think it's it's visibility. Yes. We just weren't as visible as we could be. Yeah, the 250 is not known. They won't let us have headlight modulators. You have to think about this too. Like, um, I thought it was illegal. A car has their a car's field of view is obscured by the A pillar, and they're getting bigger and bigger every year for safety things. 
And yeah. if you think about how, uh, how big a motorcycle is in the distance, they hide right behind that A-pillar. So they could be looking where they need to go and checking safely, but the motorcyclist is behind that A-pillar. And as the car is actually moving and the motorcycle is getting closer, that motorcycle is still behind the A-pillar. And so you have this weird parallax effect where you physically cannot see the motorcycle because your A-pillar is in the way. And, and this is somebody who happens. wasn't speeding. Right. And, and it happens it's not just because you're in a motorcycle. It happens to people in cars all the time. Yeah. Somebody doesn't see them. Or bicyclists yeah. or whatever. Right. So uh, let's talk about headlight modulators because this came up uh, before. You could have them They're, in the daytime, correct? So headlight modulators have a built-in nighttime sensor. So when it gets dark, it turns the modulator off. They're only illegal at night you can't have a modulating light at night yeah so during the day and this happened at dusk Mm -hmm. um i think that would have been something that helped them and i think maybe we need to start putting the word out to our friends to put headlight modulators on now at night if it's like Douglas on your uh, motard, you have those annoying yeah riding lights you put on. And then I was gonna say I've noticed since the uh, going from the X five hundred, which has really shitty lights, to the SV, which has the HID lights, mm-hmm. and they are awesome. People see me. Yep. People see sure. me a lot more. Yeah, like the VFR People, that I had, two lows, two highs, same thing. People would definitely see that. I see them see me and like lane splitting and stuff like I mean, yep. I'm not riding right now, but yep. I or see people, people see me. at stoplights yelling back to me because they're in a convertible to turn down my brights. Yeah. It's like, These no. These aren't my brights. Like, those are my brights. People yeah. go really slow in front of me when I have those lights on because they think I'm law enforcement or something. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. I'll turn them off and they'll just keep going. So, Liza, I have a question for you. Uh, yeah. I know your thought is usually if you get in a wreck, it's all your fault. What do you think he could have done differently to avoid that? Well, that's what I'm assessing. I think being more visible. This I is a stock Rebel. It's an older bike. It's but not being, that visible. Being more visible still re- puts some responsibility on the other driver. What do you think he could have done as his as a reaction? As a motorcyclist. right? No, as he's approaching the intersection, because presumably he saw the truck. He saw the oh. truck. You can only be so visible. People are the, still going to not see you. Well, okay. The issue is you you make assumptions of what other people are going to do, and yeah. you base those actions on those assumptions. Or you base and it off some, of something you would do. That right. Doesn't exactly. Mean someone else is going to do the and, same thing. And um, they're that predictable. The European style sport bikes, like my Versus, has a flasher button. Yeah. My bike does too. So pass, like, oh yeah, a pass switch. My pass has a, switch. Yeah. Mine does. So that. If you're aware you're coming up in it to an intersection, you don't know if they've seen you or not. Yeah, you can flash that. Usually, uh, when I'm driving and someone flashes that, that means I'm go. thinking they're telling me to go. Exactly, that's the backfire. So, uh, of that one. That's is the like backfire. You're flashing, and they're like, "Oh, okay, I'm good to go," and they'll take off. Right. Loud horn. Right. Really loud horn. Yeah. Air horn. Sometimes that works too preemptively. I I do that uh, sometimes when I'm in San Francisco. Personally, I think it would have been better for him just to lay the bike down and load side into the car. Gonna say mm-hmm. slam the rear brakes on and let it would have been better than getting thrown 30 20 to 30 feet into the guardrail so you're thinking low but siding the, to the, the guardrail right isn't what fucked them up it was the impact the right. it was the impact but having gone down the impact would have been lessened by going down and sliding into the car at the time he made the judgment know. call from what i understand the car was stopped it then moved forward after he yeah. committed to that i had the car not moved forward he might yeah, have gone he would have gone around because he hit the other side of the the right fender right the truck was turning left to go in right. the opposite lane 
So he hit the other side. So the truck <laughs> had to have crept forward more than than after stopping. I can mm-hmm. I can also imagine a situation in which the rider decides to swerve right or low side to the right and then slide. What if it's a lifted up big truck? You slide under it. Driver of the truck decides to keep moving. Oh. You're under yeah. the truck now, and the yeah. truck is rolling sure. again. Yep. Yeah, that. Having seen the truck that hit him, pictures of it, I would have preferred to low side into that truck. It was something that kind of, yeah. I I would think if you're going to swerve right, swerve way right. There's a lot of hypothetical scenarios about that. Yeah, the thing with um, the putting, like determining the low side, it's the once you've given up that control of the bike, you're now a ballistic object, basically. You Mm -hmm. have no more control of the scenario. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, like, you try and hold on to the last minute. I still think visibility, being conscious of visibility is the first step. Let me ask you. Certainly. Uh, knock when you're riding. What color is your jacket and pants? Uh, black. Megan, what color is your jacket and pants? Black and blue. Doug, what color is your jacket and pants? I don't wear pants when I ride. Okay. Adrian? Red and gray, actually. So many of our friends are wearing all black. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's cool. intimidating and it's slimming. We're bikers. We got to... It's you know, intimidating. Like, well, I'm just saying. No. Like black, black is the popular color. It's what it, sells. If you look at my helmet on the shelf behind alone there, I went and bought one of those fluorescent okay. yellow ones. Yes. Because I thought, you know, I've you, ha- I have all these black helmets. I should be more visible. You, 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 it's not cool, but it's you visible. You could be visible. You could do all. You could run around with sparklers in your ass every day. Mm-hmm. And if they're not looking for you or they don't see you. They're not. They're Even not if they see. do see you, they probably won't recognize you as a threat or an object, and they'll don't. Yeah, I mean, they'll they look you right in the eyes and pull out in front of you, anyways. Yeah. We're yeah. increasing our chances by making ourselves more visible oh, with I colored agree. gear and more lighting. Sure. And I think that there isn't enough emphasis on that because it's not cool. It's not cool to wear the fluorescent yellow helmet. It's not cool to wear the orange shiny vest. The orange safety vest. Yeah. It's not cool to have a headlight modulator because only old guys on beamers have it (laughs) and what i'm saying is maybe we need to start making that cool maybe we need to set the example for everyone else i I agree with you i think that there may should be something everybody sees not because of his glasses yeah (laughs) freaking neon green (laughs) i've never seen a soldier on a motorcycle without a bright safety yeah it's that's uh regulations mandated so we we have uh mike emailed us hard ass and uh he was talking about what they don't really have craigslist in ireland but they they do have something called they have dundeal.ie so um do a porn pick of the week for dublin they don't have craigslist but i found something that he was looking for megan megan got something um what is it okay so the funny thing is, is that, so Mike wants like a dual sport, like 600 CC something dual sport. This is listed as a KLR 600. It's not a KLR 600. This person has no idea what they have. This is an XR 600, a uh, dual sport. It is a 1986. It runs and it's for 650 euros. Uh, I don't know what that is in American dollars. It's got to be less than five hundred. It's about five hundred. It's about five hundred. Yeah. It's so like one point two five. This person doesn't one. know what they what they have. It's, it's not a, a it's not a Kawasaki KL bitchin bike too. Uh, KLR. 
uh, it's red and blue, and I just googled K. I just googled XR six hundred, and they match. I will pass it around. Let's see. That's that's uh, a, that's that's an XR an XL six hundred eighty. Yeah, it's an eighty six. Okay. Yeah, it's a dual sporty. That was the only thing close to what he wants that yeah, I could that's, find. That's an XL. Yeah, that's not a killer. The fender alone gives it away. <laughs> and the, the front brake rotor cover. And, and only the, Honda does that yeah. stupid stuff. And, and the fact that it says Honda on the side yeah. of the seat, maybe. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely yeah. not a Kawasaki. But that was the only thing close to like what he was looking for that I could find. Um, there were some. There were a lot of small, like small displacement engines uh on there like uh, a lot of rm 125s wow. on there a lot of them uh some sv 650s and versions of that but not a lot of dual sports um in that price range so that's what i found yeah for 500 bucks something street legal that's like that would be that well this looks street legal yeah, yeah it it's got to play it it's got to play got dim lights so um let me read uh mike's uh message to us that would be dr Hardass. Mm-hmm. so yeah so he <laughs> arrived <laughs> in professor exxon <laughs> <laughs> he arrived over there in dublin um he says uh everyone's riding it makes him really itchy to start riding no um, that's the rash and unlike almost everyone he saw on the cross-country road trip in New York, these people in Dublin are actually smart enough to wear gear. Ooh. Yeah. So, and it turns out there's even a small uh, garage slash used bike place down the street from uh, from his apartment. Nice. Um, whoa. Yeah. Bosley, Bosley farted. Damn. Who gave him the Funyuns? I didn't tag him, tag him shit. <laughs> yes, you did. You were giving him Chinese food. I gave him Chinese food. That wouldn't. Blame it on the Chinese. Wasn't that about an hour ago? Yeah, it was. That was about an hour ago. It was the Chinese, though. Yeah, sure. Blame it on the dog. So I find this interesting. He says there's a good variety of bikes. He sees a lot of SV 650s. A lot of sport bikes are very popular. Um, He asked a guy if there's anywhere in Ireland Ireland that all the sick jigsaw riders are. (laughs) Hey, Lucas. (laughs) That uh, that they can drag and eat 60 miles per hour. He just laughed and said the most they do is a quick sprint between traffic lights. (laughs) Um, That's funny. The BMW GS is a popular model with the rich folks. And there is a fair amount of other adventure bikes. He's even seen a few Transalps. Oh, wow. Uh, there's uh, one guy in his neighborhood on an old Beamer R-Series that's cafeed out pretty sweet and loud. Um, he says the best part is that all the Chinese delivery guys don't drive scooters, but instead drive old Japanese 100 to 250 cc beaters, which is pretty rad. Cool. So um, he's going to be looking for a bike. And, and he says since he's not that familiar because he hasn't had that many bikes, he wants us to help him with his bike hunt. Uh, he says he won't be able to afford a bike just yet, but he'd love to get a dual sport in the 650 range. But he might be happy with a smaller DRZ style 400 or so. <laughs> Like thanks, buddy. <laughs> we can ship one to him. We can ship one to him. Yeah, if he wants to pay the shipping. Basically, he wants something reliable and easy to work on that he can get 
he can uh, use to get out of town with to do medium to long haul rides, and it has to be able to handle the goatee or dirt roads that are all over Ireland. Sports, yeah, super yeah. or dual sports. And since sure. he's cheap, it needs to be in the fifteen hundred dollar euro range. Nah, that's that's gonna yeah. <laughs> rule those out right away. He says, for example, I found a KLR 600, but it appears they only made the 600 for a year or so, so I worry about parts. Yeah, stay for away. That. Get the 650. Um, or they seem to have a lot of Honda SLR 650s. Even SLR? Yeah, it's, they're probably uh, sounds I don't know what like that is. probably six XR 650L version in Europe. My guess. Yeah. Oh, like an XL. Oh yeah, uh, but he says, but they are underpowered. Or uh, says, are they underpowered crap or a good cheap? Oh, dual I found sport? No, I found an XR six fifty for sale for fifteen hundred euros. It's ninety three. <gasps> yep, hmm. there it is. There you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, and he, here's a good question for you guys: How many miles do you look for on a used dual sport? Like, how many is too many? Well, KLRs are like freaking bulletproof. Yeah. So are the XR six fifties. Um, they unless you live in slow. Unless you live in slow. <laughs> yeah, Sandy. Um, yeah, the KLRs go forever and ever and ever. And yeah. then you maintain them, and then they go forever and ever and ever and ever. Yep. And there's just tons of There's tons of them. parts. Yeah. There's tons of parts on eBay. Tons of forum support as well. It's and like they're the cheap. list of like, okay, do the doohickey, do this and this. Yeah, and the no issues have been pretty much taken care of on the uh, and they're cheap. public market. So uh, for Nock, he says, uh, the guy who owns a little bike shop in his neighborhood rides a water-cooled XR650R with like 25,000 miles on it. Uh, he's not sure the year, but the dude is is open to an offer um what what's a fair offer uh i've seen them around here for anything from 1500 to 1200 and okay. they're those things require a little bit of, a little bit of mods to get them going mostly jetting changes uh gotta get the secret sauce to get it kick get it kicked over but once that's sorted out you should be good to go pretty yeah. reliable you got to stay on top of maintenance it's uh valves adjustments every 600 miles or inspections but uh, but there's a little viewing port to make it really easy. Yeah, really um, easy. Every 600 miles? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, That's boo. It's, I know, it's, but it's easy. It takes you about 20 minutes to do. Yeah, yeah. but still. Yeah. Um, you get really good at taking your time. I, I can use no. that 20 minutes for something else. Oh, I know. But, like, you know, those 20 minutes are worth 600 miles of grinning and smiling and uh, running sure. and completing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and then another thing that he found to share, and this was for Lucas, but I think we'll all appreciate this. I'm going to um, pass it around first, and then we'll uh, say what it is. Pass it on the left-hand side. So here, I'll pass it to Doug. <laughs> pass the ditchy. I'll, I'll say it is a jigsaw. I did see this earlier. <sighs> okay. Where do the wings come out? <laughs> yeah. It, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that or like when does the flux capacitor engage? Yeah, this okay, is a horrible. They <laughs> was right. He says it's, oh it's an abomination. Oh my god! So it's oh, a Jixer thousand Lord. liter bike. Um, and it, they've, they've put rear swing arms. Oh jeez! It, it's a Jixer that's been turned into a trike, and it's got like a wing. <laughs> it's yeah. got an it's a spoiler, bro. <laughs> that downforce, no. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say it. At, it looks kind of cool. Like it's not a redneck conversion. No, it's probably it probably goes no, like stink. It's not like Someone the... spent a lot of money on that piece of crap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I bet that thing. You polished that through. turd yeah. real good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real. Good. That's some extra strength turd polish that they use. I tell you what, they use the Moto Bandito yes. spit polish shine. Yeah. 
I'll I'll forward the post to our Facebook page. That's so ridiculous. I can't imagine oh writing God. this Jixer one thousand trike. Yeah. Like, wh- how does is it, that thing going to turn? How do any yeah, trikes just, turn? Like, if it doesn't like have a cars. differential, then. Uh, I don't even yeah, it's, know it's how like, that thing would handle. I know. A trike with no differential? I don't know. Motorcycles are aerodynamic bricks to begin with, irrespective of how smooth you make them. Then you're just now putting a wing on top of a brick. Yeah. That's what, what's happened here, you know? So. <laughs> but no reasonable offer will be refused. They want 6,800 pounds. 1,600. 1,600. 6,800. Oh, yes. 6,800 pounds. Oh. Oh. So they want 12,000 bucks for it. Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, is that yeah. two point in pounds? Yeah, it's um, it might not be two, but it's that's the rough conversion. I've seen some uh, DRZs on on Craigslist that you could trade it for. Probably those are going for like the ten, 10 pa- thousand. Ten thousand dollar DRZ that's been on Craigslist. Wow! Oh, the, but this yeah. is interesting. The sick it says, yeah, it says you can drive it on a car license or a bike license. Oh, they've got that going for them too. Huh? That's pretty cool. License for four wheels, um, license for two wheels. I guess it equals out at three. Yeah. I don't know. Actually, I think it's the same thing in California due yep. to the governor. Yep. Yeah, you can take your motorcycle test on a. Um, one of those um, what do you Can-Ams. call them? The Can-Ams spiders. How? Uh, okay, but here's my question. Yeah, but so the, he was busted for riding a um, sidecar without a motorcycle endorsement. So DMV went and made a decision. Okay, so the the Can-Ams have two wheels in the front, one in the back. I think mm-hmm. they have a right like a rack. The famous in. Honda three wheelers, two wheels in the back, one in wheel in the front. Right. Were the banned. Deals, yeah, the because. Because they're unstable as hell. And they flip. Yeah. Jixer 1000, two wheels in the back, one wheel in front. Longer wheelbase. It's got a longer the, wheelbase. Is that, isn't that thing going to just flip? This Probably. front tire is designed to corner by leaning. This thing is not going to lean. Uh, it's just not going to do well in any kind of corner at all. And I would, I would but love. But they're just going from stoplight to stoplight. I would right? love for this guy. To <laughs> isn't that what the guy says? So this is the classic trike. If you want to also talk about the, okay, leaning and. I would love for this guy to prove yeah. me wrong, but the 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 physics on this, the the mechanics on this thing are just totally. How do those cruiser trikes work? You know, those they're, they're not fast. they're not a performance machine. This, right, but this how do they turn? How do they turn at all? Like, like a car. Like a, like a, a car. car. Yeah, they yeah. stay flat. Okay. Like one of those mobility scooters. Yeah, Do they have a differential in the back so they can... Exactly. Yeah, it usually uses a VW rear end, a lot of those conversions. It looks like there is something in the back here. I don't know. Maybe they took a golf cart apart or something. Yeah, can I see the picture? <laughs> it's just a... Hor- oh, man. It's almost as bad as that sand buggy that someone made out of that... Oh, yeah. That whatever it was. Oh, that... So let me ask you this. If... Magically, that thing was here in Santa Cruz, and we can get that here to the garage. How fast do you think Lucas would be on it for a test ride? <laughs> He'd be dragging me on the <laughs> roundabout. So Two wheel motion. On there the is some sort of differential on it, I think. Um, looking at one of the back pictures. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll see. Six inches, right? I would say. Uh, what the fuck? Actually, you know what? If you take, if you like going to bike rallies and you have that thing, you're gonna be the baddest mofo there. I, pff, you would not catch me dead on that thing at any kind of rally. <laughs> so I, like, the person who took a truck. The off. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I knew a truck was coming. Oh, I, 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 it was a setup. I knew it. <laughs> 
It was my idea, by the way, and I got shit from some of my friends, but you know what? That was the only bike that I could take up there, and the way I had it geared was not... It was not... Maxed out, it's like 75, and it doesn't like it like that, so... Nope. It don't like it like that. F you all. (laughs) Indeed. And thanks for letting me borrow your truck, because had I driven it, my, my bike up there, and then through that chain... Uh, that would have sucked even more. Yeah, you would have um, had to call around to get a truck up there. Exactly. Like what happened when I blew my 650R motor up there for exactly. the pirate ride, actually. Yeah, so I think I'm not going <laughs> to... Long-standing tradition of blowing <laughs> things up. Yep. Of, of thumpers. Yes. Up. Oh, God, yes. So what else we got, Liza? So um, up next, I just want to touch on a couple more emails we had. So, Doug, you uh, did a shout-out to Jorge a couple weeks ago, asking him what was I up did. with Supermoto, and he responded. He says, Jorge, what's up, Jorge? Thanks for writing in, buddy. Uh, he says, saludos, everyone from Texas. Just wanted to, to drop an email on how much enjoyment and laughter your podcast brings to this busy father of a two-year-old. Your I sympathize. <laughs> your adventures at the shop, including motorcycle repairs and riding, always has me looking for the next episode on my iTunes queue. Often I enjoy listening while commuting and while in the garage working on my Honda VFR, the Viffer. I had mentioned to Douglas about my recent want, sadly not need, of a supermoto shortly after completing a beginner MSF dirt riding course. Well, that's cool. Ultimately, the course kicked my ass and has improved my confidence on the street and track. An upcoming motorcycle trip has silenced the sumo voices in my head for now. Oh, my gosh. Listen to the voices. Listen Listen to to the the voices. (laughs) (laughs) Your upcoming rally has piqued my interest and looking forward to the outcome. I hope there's video footage of the event in a non-scooter winning. Yeah. (laughs) My up the arse bike. (laughs) He says my up the arse bike is a sport tourer. From an American company, the Modus MST yes. R. Remember saw when we saw those the... at the uh, races, and I'm like, "What is that weird bike over there?" Push rods. A little. And in booth. conclusion, he says, "Your part of California has been added to my bucket list of must rides, and I hope to meet y'all sometime in the near future. Ride safe, Jorge." I know. I keep telling him he needs to make a trip out to Santa Cruz. Hell yeah. Him. Right, yep. right out here. That'd be cool. Over there, you could ride get a sidecar. Put that kid in it. Yep. Yeah, bring Ian. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Well, thanks, buddy. That's that's good to know. Um, let me know when you're ready to buy a sumo, and I can <laughs> I can send you mine. He knows a guy. Hey, Jorge, why don't you fly out here? Come do a test ride yeah. on Doug's Super Motard. Take it back with you. Yeah. Knock two things out at once. Do it on like Monday though, because I'm busy Tuesday, Wednesday, and. <laughs> <laughs> So, cool. And uh, just one more quick email I wanted to mention. I've been talking to uh, Jacob up in Portland, who um, he wants to start a recycle garage up there and was wanting to know how to how to do it. And so another I've one been, bites the dust. Yeah, I've been <laughs> talking with him, and I offered to anyone if you want to do a recycle in your city, I don't make any money at this and you won't either if you're doing it right um but i will (laughs) (laughs) it might cost you a little money actually i will give you the logo and the name and that was originally when i did this i was recycle santa cruz i always did that in mind that anyone could be recycle in their city anyone could lose money doing this yep Yep. (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah so i've been talking to him to help him set that up and i think that would be really cool Anyone else have anything else they want to bring up? 
Mm, no. What's uh, upcoming? Anything upcoming? Uh, Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead. November 2nd. <gasps> I'll be able to ride by then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Usually, it's usually wet and damp and rainy, isn't it? Not yeah. last year. No, last dude. year, it was beautiful. Really? It was nice. Yeah. That's, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. 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 yeah you're thinking so, dampened spirits. Uh, yeah. Dampened, that's right. Dampened spirits. Which didn't happen last Which year. Which didn't happen, yeah. Yeah. Alon, you're going to have your bike ready by then to come on the ride? Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. It's a lead ride through the through the mountains, and it's a it's a memorial ride for fallen riders it? and stuff. Lead? I probably Wait. will end up leading that. Okay. So hold on, the James. only thing keeping you from riding your bike right now is a lack of turn signals. That, I asked him this question a couple weeks ago. I know you want me to use my hands. Uh, you can legal. do it. Yeah, you're legal. Why aren't you out there riding? <sighs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Sounds like you need a riding buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So um I do. Sunday and Wednesdays I'm off. So if you want to just putz around or whatever, I'm always down. It's a date. Saturdays knock is available. There you go. Yeah. I mean I'll I'll ride my bike out of here if I can get an escort. We can help you with that, buddy. Yeah. Not that kind of escort. Yeah, yeah. yeah Luke, Lucas is not here. <laughs> <laughs> not my type. Oh, oh he's, and a, he's a little bit too tall, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. funny <laughs> <laughs> because he's short. <laughs> Before we wrap, we did have one more broken bone amongst our group this week. Uh, oh, it, Cat broke her cat. butt. Cat broke her butt. <laughs> but she wanted the most ultimate up the butt bike, and uh, someone came by and offered it to her. She and got it. she was in the process of getting it, and then she broke her butt. <laughs> no, that's not what happened at all. <laughs> no, honestly, she broke her tailbone, and she was describing to me. She says, "It's weird. I can poke it with my finger and wiggle it back and forth." I'm does like, she have a I tail now? I said, "Doesn't that hurt?" She goes, "Yes." Wait, does she? <laughs> does she oh my god! <laughs> don't do it! Don't do that! <laughs> does she know for sure that she broke her tailbone? Yeah, she oh, went. Yeah. It's snapped clean. Yes, yes. she uh, fell in the shower. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it wasn't motorcycle lady. related, unfortunately. Yeah. I told her to go get a hemorrhoid pillow, strap it to the seat of her bike, and then wear some of those padded butt pants that I got for long distance, and she'll be just fine. See, I told her to just go get an enduro bike and do the stand-up riding thing. <laughs> yeah, She said she still has her dignity, and I argued that point and said, no, you don't. Well, get not the anymore, butt since we're talking about it. Would <laughs> she so, want us to be discussing how oh, she broke fine. her butt? She made that it's choice when she left before we started yeah. recording. Yeah. That's that's what we're on here. If you're not here, we can talk shit about you. Okay. And if yeah. you're here, we'll talk shit about so you. So that's, that's how we get people to come <laughs> back. If your name is Lucas Especially and you're here, here yeah. we'll talk shit about you. <laughs> so I think that wraps it up for tonight. Yes? Uh, yeah. Just wanted to say, David, um, wish you really speedy recovery. And uh, yeah. man, yeah, you know, I wish there was something I could do, man. That That's just, yeah. it. you, you know, it, it happens every day. But when it happens mm. in your group that's it's just a reality check and uh yeah it's definitely a reality check oh, for me yeah oh sorry uh i i, I want to say something i don't want to make it about me or anything but i was i passed that scene maybe 20 minutes after it happened where everybody was being the traffic was being directed and emergency services were on the scene and i was thinking man who's that who is this guy you know i hope he's all right then i the next day i found out and it was david and i'm thinking man that could have been me if i was 20 minutes earlier sure yeah you know so yeah, any, any it really time, brings yeah. it back to you yeah i so, was yeah. working at a motorcycle shop the whole day and every person that rode in i was like ride safe out there be careful yeah 
be careful, please, because yeah, been thinking about him. Gotta stay frosty oh. and keep keep your eyes open. Yeah, I'm gonna go order a headlight modulator. Seriously, lead by example. I'm gonna stick sparklers in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like way more fun. Let's go do it now. I have, we some, have over some there. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna get my turn signals working. <sighs> Excuses. <laughs> <laughs> You just need brake lights and headlights. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Then I think that's it. We're out. This is Eliza. Who's Doug? Adrian. Megan. This is Knock. <laughs> Alone. And we out. Cool, cool. cool.